What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. God bless you. Had an opportunity to attend the March for Our Lives demonstration on the National Mall, the Washington Monument grounds Saturday and was able to talk to a few folk who have been involved in this struggle for quite some time as we continue to be besieged by gun violence. And of course, one such person whose father was a victim of gun violence over 50 years ago and the nature of the gun violence that fell him, we're really still dealing with. And of course, the gun violence committed against JFK and subsequently Mega Evers and Malcolm X and then Martin Luther King Jr. and then Bobby Kennedy, we, we still in this nation seem to not have learned at all. So we had a chance to speak with Martin Luther King III at the March for Our Lives Saturday. The son, the apostle, the prince of peace, Dr. King himself, Martin Luther King III. Is this one going to make a difference, man? What I think is there will be some incremental legislation nothing major but it's a, a step in the right direction um, you know I it's hard to understand why a country that is supposed to be intelligent refuses to take action specifically around assault weapons and the issue I mean my own state of Georgia just relaxed by deciding you don't even have to have a registration anybody can buy a gun so their solution is just add more guns. As Dad said, darkness can never put out darkness. Only light could do that. And so I hope that we get this legislation, but we're going to have to stay on this battlefield. 
over and over again. And tragically, we're going to see some more incidents of these mass murders. I don't know when that is going to change in the minds of those who are in who who, who will not move forward. But as lo as long as people are standing up like the people who came today, we ultimately will at some point win this battle. Would you agree? I, I know I've been saying this. We got to draw. We went. I was in Memphis with Bishop Barber. We got to draw a direct, direct line between the Lorraine Motel and today. We really can't delineate between what happened to your dad and what continues that gun violence is gun violence, gun murders are, and gun murders are gun murders. There's no question about that. And I think because we talking about over almost 55 years ago, next year, you know, 55, people forget. They know that it happened, but they don't draw that correlation, that line. So we must continue to do that. As Yolanda talked about her grandfather and most people don't know that my grandmother, Yolanda's great-grandmother, dad's mother, was killed with the same that. systematic violence. The system is sick and in need of a cure and some help. Uh, and we first have to acknowledge that we're sick. Then we can get well. Also spoke with two parents whose son, Joaquin Oliver, 17 years old, was killed by gun violence in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. His parents, Joaquin's parents, Manuel and Patricia Oliver, also were there at the March for Our Lives demonstration Saturday. Folks, we're here with two of the well-known Parkland parents. So what does it feel like that this just keeps happening again and again? Does it make you relive what you experienced? Oh, I'm, I'm glad that we're here, actually. Uh, um, I mean, what I don't want happening again is the shooting itself. The getting together and, and fighting against the shooting is something that we celebrate in a way. Um, I'm glad that there's a lot of people here. I'm glad that there's a lot of people marching everywhere. And, uh, and I think we said important things today, great statements, and, and it's, it's going to be different. It, it, we are showing that we have different ideas, and if we put them in place, things might change. Mom, you agree that this we are making progress, that you think something will change soon? Well, I think that the progress we're making is that people finally is reacting more aggressively in what is going on. And we expect from today that they're going to take action. And after the incident that we have just here, I think that was a signal for them to really take action. That's what we were expecting. How often do you all hear from other parents who lived your experience and do you do that and you talk to them and, and help them what do you say we um, I mean we hear from them once in a while um, we have made friends out of tragedy when that's the worst way to make friends uh, we support each other um, sometimes we have different directions and options for a solution but we still respect the pain and the suffering that each of us has. Yeah, it's sad that we have to share the same pain, the same kind of loss. You've seen Pastor Mike, Pastor Michael McBride, with Steve Kerr, who's a big part of his work, Live Free USA. They played a big part in getting the $5 billion added to the budget for violence interruption in the inner cities, and that's what Live Free USA does. Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors is a part of that work. Pastor Mike was also there at the March for Our Lives demonstration Saturday and joined by his beautiful young daughter at 10 
and Reverend Denise, who we've had on the show recently from Voice Buffalo. Folks here at uh, March, March for Our Lives with Pastor Mike and his daughter, 10-year-old Nyla. Hi, Nyla. Hi. How are you? I'm good. So what are your thoughts about being out here today? Um, I'm happy to be here and support all of the people uh, who have lost people from the shootings that have been happening. What do you think about the shootings and, and when you go to school? Do you ever get worried or scared? Um, no, because I know that my dad is protecting me and that he's taking care of me. And we know who your dad's boss is, so we know who answers to him. He's got a direct line on the main line. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Good to see everybody. So tell us about, is this going to be effective for a change today? Is this, do you think this one well, will make I, a difference? I think it's always up to us. You know, these moments are, are single moments that need to add up to movements. You know, they're... Uh, marches and events happening in dozens of cities across the country. I just been getting text messages from OKC and the Bay Area and uh, New York and Chicago, places where we've been helping to pull some stuff together. Uh, obviously, we have to figure out a bipartisan solution. We think uh, focusing on public health strategies and mental health efforts is the way to, to, to break the log jam in Congress. So it's going to be up to us to keep putting that pressure on everybody and uh, make sure it happens. What about getting out to vote? I mean, this is going to be important again this year. Well, you know, voting is, is a, you know, continuous commitment that we have to make um, to ensure that we have a democracy that represents us, that reflects us. Um, and I hope that all of us will continue, particularly as we look at the primaries that are happening, the local mayoral elections that are happening, the midterms that are coming up, uh, the governors, the secretaries of state vote up and down the ballot because there are forces in this country that are not trying to make sure we have reasonable people in office at every level. Pastor Mike would live free. They're doing work. The last thing, sometimes people still don't see the relationship between so-called, I guess, inner city violence. I hate black on black violence gang violence, so to speak, and this type of mass shooting violence. Talk to us about the relationship and how we really should not delineate so much between the two. We have to address it all. Well, I think there's a, it's a very important for us to remember that, you know, 38% of all gun deaths are homicides, um, and almost 90% of those homicides are, you know, with black and brown folks in, in neighborhoods. 52%, um, I believe, are suicides. Um, mass shootings only make up less than 4% of gun-related shootings and homicides in this country. And so that's harrowing because, you know, there have been over 200 mass shootings that are categorized that since the beginning of this country. And they only, I'm sorry, since the beginning of this year, and they only make up less than 4%. So every day in this country, black and brown communities are besieged by violence that is often interpersonal. And it is heightened. It's The lethality is more significant because of the presence of guns. So we must make sure that we're... We're doing all we can to heal the, the kind of anger, fear, and pain that drives people to use these weapons. We also must make sure that we are, uh, you know, investing in those strategies that make the violence um, less likely to happen. Uh, there's all kind of research, all kind of evaluations that say that the fun peace strategies will work. So we got to do it. And we got to do it for ourselves because no one else will do it for us. And, you know, and I was proud to see, I see Erica from a distance, 100%. but, you know, when, when Buffalo happened, there were some of your organizations yes. on the ground. Reverend Denise, she, she leads our Live Free uh, work in Buffalo. Yeah. Voice Buffalo, she's executive director 
for Voice Buffalo and her whole squad, families. They're all they're all here, and so absolutely, um, you know, we showed up at, at her request, and you know, we we gonna stay and continue to support them. But you know, this particular terror event, <laughs> you know what I mean? It is um, it's indicative of the kind of hatred that is unleashed in our communities, and so we gotta get healing from that. How, how are things going in Buffalo? Good to see you again, Reverend Denise. How are things going in Buffalo? We're still hurting. We're still grieving. But we're also powerful. We know what it's going to take to heal our communities, and we're willing to do the work to make sure that that happens. But that means then that we have to be invested in in a real way and not just extracted from. And we need the resources so that our community can thrive and have their needs met. Is there anything people watching you'd have them do? Uh, anything, any way people can help now, Voice Buffalo? I think that there are a few ways that people can help. Um, one, if you have resources, send resources. Our community needs them. Um, you can do that either through Voice Buffalo or directly for the families and the survivors through the Compassion Fund, right? But we also are calling for an anti-white supremacy hate crime bill. We believe that when these types of things happen, they need to be holistically addressed the same way communities need holistic resources, right? We need to, again, talk about the folks who have indoctrinated them, talk about the folks who have harbored them, right? And all those people need to be accountable. And we need to write policy and legislation that will deal with the manufacturing and distribution of these types of weapons and why they're so easily accessible to people. Uh, when I was there a few weeks ago, the grocery store was still closed. Is that still the case? The grocery store is still closed, and I think that there needs to be a community conversation about what that looks like and what we would like to see. But I also say that it was um, catastrophic that our community only had one grocery store to begin with, and it made us an easy target. And so how do we create options in the east side of Buffalo for the residents of the east side of Buffalo to get healthy and nutritious food and not from a grocery store that historically has abused us by hiking their prices, only allowing one entrance and one exit, and selling some of the worst produce in the entire city. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers had an opportunity too to talk with erica ford of life camp pieces of lifestyle and you hear when we talk there was an incident someone shouted something i don't know what it was at the demonstration saturday and everyone just started running it, it, it was this shows you the level of tension that people feel especially these events where people are fearful for their lives and for their safety and so People started running and Erica went to the mic to tell everybody to stop running. People were running over each other. It could have been a very, very ugly scene. But Erica had these thoughts to share. Out here with our friend Erica Ford. Erica, is this, this is another march? Is this one going to be the one that makes no. a difference? No, it won't be the one. It might make a difference in some people's lives, but... The whole question of us making real change is going to take ind individual changing where they are, right? And then when we change where we are and how we show up in the world, right? Because some people's own families <laughs> foster racism 
on local levels, right? Their, their companies, their businesses, how they treat people, right? How they employ people. Is it equity or is it pa patronism, right? Come on, right? Man. Is it equity or is it patronism? We need equity in this world. So until we, we really go inside and really look at black people and the struggle around gun violence in the inner city and not just move when it's mass shootings, then the imbalances won't come to a reality for us all, right? And so we have to look at the realness of young people being killed every single day. The Break the Cycle bill speaks to that, you know, and so we need to get it passed. But we need to change how you relate to black people where you are, you know? Mm. We really do, so that we can make some real change and stop these shootings. Love over hate, you know, as our brother said, we need to become the human defibrillators and punch love, pump love back into people's hearts because we've lost it, you know? And so we're all working from a deficit. We gotta heal, we gotta stand up, we gotta make real change. Peace. Uh, uh, let me ask you this though, because I wanna be clear, people should react the same way to violence in our community as they do to other communities and mass shootings. We, there should not be a delineation, right? There should not be any delineation, right? And so you see masses of people come out, they're really coming out for you, Val, right? We can't forget about Buffalo. We can't forget about Chicago. We can't forget about the young girl that was killed in the Bronx, right? There's so many young people, but it's intentional. These killings are intentional, and we gotta stop that, you know? And we gotta know when we come out here, we gotta have the peacemakers, the organizations like ours at these things from the beginning, because if it wasn't for me, there would've been a stampede here today. Right? People would have stampeded over each other, and who knows what would have happened. Yeah, well, right? well, tell us what happened. You, you, you intervened in that? Yes. Yeah, you yes. the one saying stop. Yeah. Yes. So when it happened, it reminded me, you know, I, I lived here for 25 years, and when they used to have the big go-go concerts in Anacostia Park, as you know, somebody would, it was yes. like a prank. Yes. And everybody, so I was like, wait a minute, is this what this is? But is it, was this what that, what that was? So it was a young man who was clearly unbalanced, right? right? He jumped over the fence, said, I'm God. And then he took his speaker and he threw it into the crowd. So when he threw his speaker into the crowd, between him yelling and his speaker flying, I don't know what people thought, but they just started automatically running. And where are you running to besides over people, right? And so I went to the mic and I was like, stop. There's nothing else, stop, stop. You know, and they stopped and they went, you know, came back. But, you know, you gotta be able, to, that's cause we do this every, like, I've been in 20 mass shootings before there was known there was a mass shooting, right? You know? And so we gotta know what we're doing and we gotta work with those who are closest to the problem to resolve the problem. And you're doing it. You're doing it. Equity. Lastly, also had an opportunity to talk with two families about their experiences and how they are feeling. One family, one mother said, that until she gets to her solution, she said, my solution is to move to Africa, but I'm going to dodge these bullets until I can get out. Mom, what's your name? My name is LaSharon Howell. All right. And this is your daughter? Maya. Maya, yes. how are you? Good. Where are you all from? We're Virginia. Yeah, originally, we were from Texas, actually, but we, I grew up in Buffalo. Wow. And Miss Everhart is one of my best friends growing up. And You're we're kidding. here to march for her and Zaire and everybody else. Wow, wow. Thank you. So right. that, well, that answers my Thank question you. as to why you're here. We were here at the first one, 
and will continue to come until these things change because this should not be our history anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you feeling as, as a young person? Some young people now feel differently about going to school. Is that is that you? Do you feel that way? Yeah, like, I don't want to go to school, like, for seven hours a day and be scared. I just, like, want to get my education, you know? Yeah, yeah. So are you scared when you go to school? Sometimes. Yeah. Are you scared when you send her to school? Every day. But I'm scared like that anyway. Since my son is a black man in this world, I'm scared every time he leaves the house. I'm scared for her, too. I'm scared to be out here. Yeah, yeah. So what, what do, you th do you think they'll ever find a solution to this? What do you think can be done? I don't know. I mean, personally, my solution is to move to Africa. But I'm going to dodge these bullets until I can get out. <laughs> That's what you going to do? You going to move to Africa? Yeah, I'm going to Ghana this summer for my job. Good. Have yeah. you been there before? Nope. It's beautiful. I can't wait. <laughs> well, God bless you. But what grade are you in? Eighth. Eighth grade? Okay, so you getting ready for high school. Yep. Mm -hmm. okay. Where do you want to be? Besides alive. like your mom. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Alive. alive. That's Amen. what she wanted to do. Amen. Amen. What do you think about the Democrats? They doing enough? Do they, do they frustrate you in terms of what they... I mean, I know there's not much they can do, but do you kind of wish they would do more, or what do you think? I mean, honestly, I don't really know why it's just left up to... I mean, laws are involved, but I don't know why it's just left up to a certain party to do this thing. This is all about people. Those kids and Uvalde weren't voting people. They didn't have Democrat or Republican alliances. They were just kids. And I think that we need to come together as a country and figure out what's really going down. Like, is it worth the profit of bullets for all this blood that's been shed? Are we just going to keep going on and on, doing these marches for no reason? I want to keep doing it, but I really don't see an outcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the colors, too. Thank you. I we're like going to the, the Pride Parade after this. Oh, you're going to All right. All right. All right. Yeah. What's up? Bless y'all. Tell everybody your name and where you're from. I'm Bobby Newton. This is my family. We're from Ellicott City, Maryland. Okay. This is my daughter, Cece, my wife, Marlo, Hi. my son, Cole. Uh, nice to meet you all. So, I mean, we all know why we're here today, but in you all's own words, is there anything that specifically motivated you? Have you all been, had anybody close to you, any loved ones be victims of gun violence? Yes, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Situation um, similar as the recent ones we've seen? No, it was, it was a home invasion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, we just want people to vote. Yeah. Right. Does that make the difference? Yeah. 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 In every election. And yeah. Yeah. Um, you young people, you all still in school, obviously. Yeah. I was talking to some other young people who were nervous about school. How do you all feel about going to school every day now? Are you affected by all of this? Yeah, like in one of the schools that is close to my school, there was a threat um, of a gun violence. It ended up not being true, but a lot of kids didn't go to school and they were really afraid. So it definitely affects all of the kids in my neighborhood. What about you, sir? How do you feel about school? Uh, every day I'm kind of afraid to come to school because I'm worried that another shooting could happen at, in my community. Um, sir, obviously as, as men we always have to prepare our children, particularly our young black men, when, they, when he starts driving what to do. Now we got to add school to the list. So what, what, what do we do? Let's vote. It's like my wife said, that's, that's the key. I mean, we, we can march, we can apply pressure, but at the end of the day, without the votes to make change, nothing's really going to happen. So, and it's every election. These are state, local elections. That's really the key. 
So if you want to make change, you have to get out there and take your anger and your frustration and apply it to the ballot box. And that's really what's going to end up making uh, a effective change that goes beyond just us shedding our blood, shedding our tears, and staying frustrated because we do have the power if we actually take it up and, and use that mantle. That's right, that's right. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.